Last Sunday, I had a new experience that I wanted to tell you about. At the end of our service, I had the great privilege of baptizing my friend Mickey Sewell. Uh, I went up the organ side over here, up to a little room. Uh, while I was getting ready, you were watching a video about what that moment meant to Mickey. It was a great day and a great way to end the service and a great way to begin a week. But my new experience, First Baptist Church of St. Springs has a baptism butler. Is Frank South in this room? Right now. I went to get ready and Frank is there. For my past 30 years in ministry, I uh, suppose I've baptized hundreds of people and in all those times I've gotten ready by myself. <laughs> I usually ran the water and made sure that it was just right. And I put the waders on it. I wear trout fishing waders and I put those on by myself for 30 years and I made sure I had a towel and made sure I had a robe and it worked fine. So Frank was up there last week helping me with all of that. My own attendant, and I really liked it. He even took the wet towels and the robes home with him so I could wash them, and it was great. I sat there wondering how much do you tip a baptism father? I had no idea, and I didn't have my wallet with me. While Frank would say what he did was a little thing, and that anyone could do it, well, that's true. I've learned that it's the little things that make a huge difference in the kingdom of God. And all of us can do little things. Let's talk about that today. Before we go further, let's pray. Father, thank you for the little things. The people that say hello and shake our hands. The people that call us and remember us. Attendants that watch nurseries and classes, clean up and make coffee. Well, they just do so much that without them it would be difficult. Father, thank you for people that have ministered to our lives and as we have been ministered to in big ways, but many, many little ways. Help us to minister to the world around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In Matthew chapter 10, beginning at verse 40, Jesus teaches us about little things. And he says, whoever welcomes you, as he's about to send the 12 disciples out on their missionary journey. And as he talks to them, he talks about what they're going to encounter. And he says, whoever welcomes you, welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me, welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. Jesus is talking in all those verses about receiving God, receiving Jesus, and receiving a disciple, and then receiving a little one. He's talking about everyone. This is Matthew 25 with a twist. This is 
you fed me when I was hungry, you gave me drink when I was thirsty, you clothed me when I was naked. It, it, it's this with a twist. And it's talking about from the highest to the lowest, us doing something as simple as giving a cup of cold water. Look at verse 42 again. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones, that could be children or it could be the insignificant that sometimes are in society. In the name of the disciple, because of your love of Christ, true death to you, none of these will lose their reward. All of us are on a mission journey. Every one of us in this room are a missionary, whether we know it or not. And at times, all of us perhaps have felt insignificant. We thought, you know, I just can't do what everyone else can do. We feel our accomplishments can be small and very little in God's plan. But this section of Scripture gives me encouragement because the things we do, however small, are on God's radar. Whatever we do to help another person, God notices and He will reward. That had to be a radical concept to those who heard it. It would seem very easy to receive a reward under the system. Jesus was making it easy for us. No, not giving water away will mean that we have some kind of reward. But because we love God and that makes us want to give us that water away, that's the reward. Great repercussions to this truth. Every kind word spoken because of our love for Christ, every handshake, every hug, every embrace will be remembered. Every meal cooked for the sick, God has recorded. Every visitation, every Sunday school class taught, every fellowship meal prepared, every offering. God watches every little thing. He does. God will reward kind words and good deeds no matter how insignificant they seem. Sometimes the little things make a huge difference. Eight-year-old Jared and his father were playing a game of catch one hot summer afternoon when Jared asked, Dad, is there a God? I don't know, Jared, his father replied. His father hadn't been in church in many, many years. Jared dug a little deeper. If there is a God, how could you know him? I really have no idea, Jared. I only went to church a couple of times when I was a kid, so I don't know a lot about these kinds of things. Jared seemed deep in thought for a few minutes and stopped playing catch and went to the house and told his dad, I'll be right back. I've got to get something. Jared soon returned with a Mylar balloon from his birthday a few days before with a pen and an index card. What in the world are you doing, his father asked. And Jared said, well, I'm going to send a message to God. Aaron. Before his dad could protest, Jared started writing on the index card. Dear God, if you are real and if you are there, send people who know you to my dad and to me. Let the balloon go with the card attached. Joe kept his mouth shut, not wanting to dampen his son's enthusiasm. He thought it was pretty silly, but it was what it was. They watched the balloon disappear. Two days later, Joe and Jared pulled into a free car wash in a parking lot. A church was holding as part of their outreach to a community on Saturday afternoons. Joe wrote down his window, how much? It's free, the guy told him. No strings attached. Really, Joe exclaimed? Why are you doing this? 
Well, it's what our church does. We just want to show God's love in a practical way. Joe felt like he could hit right between the eyes. He said, wait a minute. Are you guys Christians? Yeah, we're Christians, the man replied. <laughs> Are you the kind of Christians that believe in God? The man could help us now. Yeah, we're those type of Christians. After grinning at his son, Jared, Joe proceeded to tell the story of releasing the balloon with the message only days earlier. The father with the son in the car looked at the man washing the car and said, I guess you're the answer to one of the strangest prayers God has ever received. In a car wash, that family's eternity was changed. Every one of us in this room at a time in our lives that washed a car. Mm -hmm. Just this week, I've seen lots of water given out. Harry Angevine's birthday was Thursday. John Cooper called me as I was working on my sermon to get Harry's phone number so he could tell him happy birthday. Uh -uh. That's a small thing. But Harry, did it matter? No. It did. <laughs> Charlie Duncan put Harry in the line. I got to go too. That was a good thing. So if you want your name mentioned for the pulpit. <laughs> their three friends were sitting in a restaurant and a lot of water had been gone under that bridge. A lot of water given to us in the name of Jesus has made us three people of faith still after all these years for so many little things that have been done for us. We talk about teachers from our past. Friends and others that have done little things that have encouraged us, both in this building and the one across the street. Back to Matthew 10, 42. Notice that Jesus made mention that the water was cold. Whoever gives even a cup of cold water. Now, in Palestine in that day, it took a little effort to get some cold water together. It wasn't lukewarm water. It's cold. <coughs> That took some extra doing. We're called to do some extra things. Remember these words Matthew recorded in chapter 5, beginning at verse 38? You've heard it said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evildoer. If anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn the other also. If anyone wants to sue you, take your coat, get your cloak as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go the second. Give to everyone who begs from you. Do not refuse anyone who wants to borrow. The section of Matthew is much like chapter 10. It's about the way we treat others going the extra mile. And sometimes that's just through a little thing. A missionary to the South Pacific told a story that I love. He ministered for a year on this island. The natives had a celebration in his honor after his first anniversary. And he was presented with many, many gifts, seashells and rocks. And they were very poor. They didn't have much, but they found things for the missionary. One of the gifts was really intriguing. It was some beautiful flowers like the missionary had never seen before. And he loved them so much, he asked the person that gave it to him, where did you get these flowers? I've never seen anything like that. The man responded, the only place you can find them in the world is on the other side of this island. The back side of the island was uninhabited and very difficult to travel to. 
Why did you go to so much trouble getting me those flowers on the other side of the island? The missionary asked. And the native responded, the walk was part of my gift. The walk was part of my gift. I love that. That's the extra mile. And that's what we are called to do. I was sitting in a room at Sandy Church Chapel with a family getting ready to make or making plans for their 17-year-old daughter's funeral. And they wanted a program made, and they asked my friend Morris about how difficult it would be to do. And Morris said, I'll do whatever you need me to do. Now, Morris is good. It's just a computer and a copy machine in an hour or so. But his gracious attitude was a cup of cold water to a very, very thirsty fan. At the funeral yesterday, I watched for little things. I watched as an aunt took a box of Kleenex and passed it around to the mom and dad of the 17-year-old. I watched a grandfather sitting behind him put his arms around both of them during the service. I thought about a funeral visitation several years ago in Indiana for a young man named Jeremy. My wife made the newspaper, and I don't know if she will remember making the newspaper. <coughs> what big deal did Jeannie do to get into Versailles Republican? She brought bottled water into the sanctuary and gave it to the family that was standing in line. A newspaper reporter there saw that, and it struck Wanda and so she wrote an article about it. Just a cup of cold water. We see in the text that the tough cup of cold water is given only the name of the disciple. In a parallel passage from Mark chapter 9, verse 41, it tells us this. For whoever gives you a cup of water to drink in my name, because you belong to Christ, surely I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. We do it in the name of Christ. We do it because we love God. We do it because we are His children and His servants. And it's just who we are. In our lifetime, we have heard people say, you know, if they were on fire, I wouldn't pour a cup of water. I've heard that. That cannot be in our DNA. It cannot. As I thought about this message, I, I thought about our dear friends who went to heaven a few weeks back, Gene Smith. You know what Gene Smith did? <coughs> he did a lot of little things. He did a lot of little things that we missed and that made a difference. And the reward he had received is very special. Giving cold water can also mean giving our very best. When you're really thirsty, a glass of cold water is important. And in Palestine at the time, cold water was difficult to come by. You know, there is a temptation to give less than our best, and I've seen this over the years. Mm -hmm. You ever gone to a food pantry and looked in the back of the stuff? And sometimes it's stuff you don't want to eat at the house, so you give it to the food uh -huh. pantry. We should be better than that. When we were in Holden just a few years ago after a tornado hit our community, clothes came into that community like you wouldn't believe. Mm -hmm. And some of them were ragged and dirty and not good enough to be ragged. And so it's important when we give to give our best. Jesus 
told us and taught us when we give to others, we are giving to Jesus himself. Sometimes we might hesitate to do something to give to people because we think we can't do a lot. So we don't do anything at all. But even a cup of cold water in Jesus' name means a lot. A few cans of food, a few dollars, an hour, a few times. In the body of Christ, little things mean a lot because we're not doing this all by ourselves. Our cup of cold water is joined by dozens and hundreds and thousands and millions of other cups of cold water by Jesus' followers all around the world. And it becomes a veritable flood, a river or ocean of living water, flowing out to quench their thirst. Jeannie's been posting sermons on the internet. It's been fun hearing from friends in Mississippi and in Georgia and in Indiana. And this week I thought about those friends and my friends here. You've been inspirational to me and they have been inspirational to me. Mostly through small, ordinary things. A call, a card, a note, a meal, a prayer. And if I understand the scripture from Matthew correctly, God has his reward by the way we treat the world around us. From the greatest to the least of these. Let's pray.